Did you know Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Mondovi is really growing to meet the needs of farmers? Matt has expanded his service area, and your animals can enjoy the expanded feed lines and bulk custom feed mixes right now. He also has seed for all your planting needs for next spring's planting. Visit Bluff Country Feed and Seeds website at bluffcountryfs.com to see what Matt and the crew can do for you. Chilson Motors with Gene Chilson, our sponsors of our Wax Farm Show podcast. At Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat and Chilson Chrysler Dodge Jeep and Ram, we have an excellent selection of certified pre-owned Ram models to choose from. Purchase a certified Ram and receive our seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty and its factory-backed coverage from Ram. A certified Ram offers a great deal of confidence and peace of mind with a seven-year, 100,000-mile warranty. And we now have a great selection in stock and ready for immediate delivery. And ready to get those farm chores done. Absolutely. To see all the models, call, click, or visit Chilson's Corner Motors of Kadat on the corner of Highway 27 and X or Chilson Chrysler Dodge on Business Highway 53 or visit us on the web at chilson.com. And remember, let our family take care of your family. It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold. But you know, it's pretty beautiful outside with the snowflakes falling in on me this morning as I came in. I would guess we call those flurries today on this Wednesday morning. You've got Jill Welke here to get the chores done and get some information out there for you. We have, for Ag News, we have a global grain production forecast. And the North American Leaders Summit happened earlier this month. And I'll talk to you about what they were, what agriculture was promoting them to do and egg production. I know egg production is always, it seems to be something that's on a lot of people's minds with, you know, the prices out there are kind of, kind of expensive. That's why I always say when I go out to my chicken house, I've got little pockets of gold there and the chickens have been laying pretty good lately. So I think they're liking the weather, but I'm thinking we're not going to like the weather this weekend and going into next week. And speaking of that weather today, right now in Eau Claire, we're sitting at 29 degrees with light snow. You know, those flurries were coming down on me on the way in on the interstate. Um, today, our high is only supposed to be 30, so we're not going to move around much. And there's a chance of sn- scattered snow showers this morning. Tonight, 17. Tomorrow, 20. Tomorrow night, 10. Friday, 30. Breezy with snow likely. And then the temperature drops out. Saturday, a high of 7. Sunday, 4. Monday, 3. Tuesday, 9. So cold and the night temperatures for those days are below zero, but they tell me partial sun, which yesterday late in the day, the sun came out and boy, that was nice to see and, and, uh, get my chores done outside in the sunshine instead of always in the dreary. Uh, I did end up going down to my son's house and had some pizza and ice cream cake. Ice cream cake is my favorite and we celebrated his birthday. And that was uh, what I did yesterday. Otherwise, I did go to Fall Creek and record an FFA on the air for early February. And today I'm heading to Ellsworth to grab 
an FFA on the air that'll be airing this weekend. So we better start working on our chores and and listening to some music as we go along. So let's get it going. Here at Wax 104.5, we're a minute after 5, and it is time to roll on over for our national news. NBC News Radio, I'm Trey Thomas. Catastrophic structural damage is being reported near Houston, Texas. After a tornado struck Tuesday, this man rode out the storm inside his house. First thought was to go to the bathroom. I was like, the bathrooms all have windows in them, and one of the windows is blown out. I was like, we got to get somewhere, and we we huddled in the hallway until it passed. It was really crazy. Police say stranded motorists dealt with blocked roads and downed power lines. Former President Trump is defending his former vice president, Mike Pence, after classified documents were found at Pence's Indiana home. Brian Shook reports. In a post on his Truth Social platform, Trump claimed Pence is an innocent man who has never done anything knowingly dishonest in his life. The Department of Justice and FBI have launched a probe into how the documents wound up at Pence's home. Separate investigations are underway into classified documents found at the residencies of Trump and President President Biden. Vice President Harris is set to visit her home state of California on Wednesday following multiple deadly mass shootings. In a tweet, Harris said she'll visit Monterey Park to stand and mourn with the community. Eleven people were killed there during a Lunar New Year celebration over the weekend. Two days later, at least seven people were fatally shot when a gunman opened fire at two different locations near San Francisco. One person also died in a shooting late Monday in Harris's hometown of Oakland. A new Advanced Placement African American Studies course is being released. The College Board has announced they'll be revising their old course, and a new framework for the AP program will be released on February 1st. The original course was blocked by Governor Ron DeSantis's administration, who claimed it was inexplicably contrary to Florida law. You're listening to NBC News Radio. 4.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's time to get at our temperatures from around the area. Here in Eau Claire, 29 degrees and light snow. It's blurring out there all the way up for me. Medford, 23. Rice Lake, 27. Wausau and Green Bay, 24 and cloudy. Marshfield, 25 and cloudy. La Crosse, 28. Madison, 29 and cloudy. Milwaukee, 33 and cloudy. And when I looked at the weather radar, there is some snow out there. So be careful. It kind of poofs up. I think it's pretty light. But uh, take a little extra time. Today, high of 30 with a scattered chance of snow. Tonight, 17. Tomorrow, 20. Tomorrow night, 10. Friday, 30. And then the temperature falls out. So we're just getting in high in the single digits over the weekend. But it's time to keep moving on through and get to our markets. Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And it's market time, sponsored by Rural Mutual Insurance. Going to our cash market for our uh, animals, for our cattle. <laughs> Choice fed beef steers, 147 to 163 and a half, with mixed at 116 to 146 and a half. Choice fed beef heifers are 146 and a half to 155, with mixed at 97 to 145. Choice fed Holstein steers are 130 to 144 with select and silage fed steers 97 to 129 and a half. Cows are 65 to 102. Bulls are 85 to 101. 
Butcher hogs are 40 to 71, with sows at 36 to 41 and a quarter. Boars are 20 to 32. Unshorn market lambs are 105 to 132. Feeder lambs are a dollar to a 220. Ewes are 60 to 90. Small goats are 10 to 170 dollars. Medium goats are 115 to 230 dollars. Large goats are 150 to 300 dollars. With nanny goats at 30 to 220 dollars. Let's look ahead at our futures. Markets, live cattle for February, 157.85. Hold and steady at 37, up, up 37 and a half. April, 161.30, up 75 cents. June, 157.85, up 55 cents. And August, 158.05, up 45 cents. And our feeder cattle markets, one, for January, 178.95, down 22.5 cents. March, 183.60, down 32, or up 32.5 cents. April, 87.92.5, holding steady. May, 191.97.5, down 27.5 cents. And August, 204.72.5, down 7.5 cents. And our lean hog carcasses. February, 77.10, down 47.5 cents. April, 85.37.5, down 7.5 cents. And May, 93.40, holding steady, with June rounding us out at 101.67.5, down 67.5 cents. And let's look at our Chicago Board of Trade. Our corn for March is at 6.80, up 3 cents, and that market is trending upward. Oats for March, 3.74, down a fraction. Soybeans for March are 14.84, down three and a half cents. Soybean meal for March is at $460 a ton, up a fraction. And wheat for March is at 8.45, up 11 and a half cents. And that market is trending upward. Rolling on over to our dairy markets for cheese. Barrels, 166.5, down a half. 45 blocks, 198 and three quarters, down a quarter. Gray double A butter, 226 and three quarters, down one and a half. And our class three futures for January, 1943, down a nickel. February, 1861, down six cents. March, down seven cents to 1821. And April, down seven cents to 1851. With May at 1880, down another nickel. And that market was trending downward and a lot of unchanged through other parts of the month. So we're going to be doing some more chores here. And then we'll be hearing from Isaac Brown. He's the energy specialist from ProVision Partners as part of our chores. So we better get some more chores done. It's Wednesday morning and it's time for our ProVision Partners update. I am lucky enough to have Isaac Brown. He's the energy specialist from ProVision Partners. And we're talking about energy. And we're coming up on a cold snap. Energy updates. What's been happening out there? Really, we've been watching uh, energy markets here at ProVision Partners, you know, with our our partners at uh, Senex and everything. And basically what we're seeing is energy prices have been on a sharp uptick since the start of the year. Uh, a lot of this has been driven by India demand and Chinese demand. Um, you know, they've, they've really been purchasing a lot of their crude oil from Russia, but uh, at the same time, they're pretty much consuming everything that they're importing. So, I mean, uh, kind of leaves us out on an island here, you know, with the embargoes and everything. And, um, you know, as it gets colder, we expect to see those prices go up a little bit. You know, right now, 
we're seeing a little bit of softness in the market as uh, you know some new numbers come out of the U.S. when it comes to inventory reporting and that. Work with your energy specialist or myself to make sure that you're budgeting to best protect yourself from these different price swings that we've been seeing. Can you talk a little bit of energy updates and the demand and the need? Looking ahead a little bit farther, do you think we're going to have the supplies available? Yeah, I mean, really what we're seeing right now is crude oil has been pretty steady. Uh, We've watched refined products kind of dart all over the place. But, you know, here in the U.S., we've had a pretty strong supply of crude oil. Uh, You know, refinery capacity is starting to uptick again. There was a big winter freeze back there in December. And that really drove the prices up, you know, when they had that cold snap in uh, Texas. And it saw a lot of the refineries shut down, and that hurt our diesel and gas supplies up through uh, the entire nation. So as a lot of those refineries come back on, we're starting to see those supplies increase. And uh, today, you know, prices are actually starting to tick down a little bit. So futures markets, my just forward-looking statement, thinking that uh, we may see a little softness coming forward here, and we'll see a little bit of relief from these high prices at the pump. Farmers would really appreciate some relief. Should we be thinking about maybe contracting some of that fuel right now? When, when we look at contracting, uh, we typically look to have a, a, a down market that's followed by a small uptick. That kind of gives us an idea of where the floor is. And right now, we've seen this market pretty much go up steady, you know, since the first of the year. So I would say right now would not be an advantageous time to contract your fuel and maybe a good time to take a step back and, uh, you know, kind of see where it goes over the next week here. Keep in touch with uh, whoever you're working with on diesel fuel and contracting for, you know, this coming planting season. My, my general consensus would be keep, keep in front of it, keep watching the markets, but um, not necessarily a buying opportunity today. But uh, we could see one coming here in the near future. And that's our ProVision Partners update with Isaac Brown, energy specialist from ProVision Partners. And I'm Jill Welke. Keeping it rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we're going to be hearing from Stephanie and talking about North Central Technical College. And they are uh, launching a market tech degree from the dean and we're going to be hearing from the dean greg chisowski and instructor trevor frank let's see what we've got going i'm sure you've heard the phrase farm to table or the local food movement well now there's a chance for students to earn a technical degree and start a career in growing food for local consumption i'm stephanie hoff from the southern end of the world's longest barn in madison north central technical college has actually seen a growing need for that type of knowledge and that's why they've started a garden to market specialist program trevor frank is teaching this new program and Greg Shashevsky is the Dean of the School of Agriculture, and they're teaming up today to tell me why there's such a high demand for specialists in local food production. Greg starts us off explaining what a garden-to-market specialist does. So the garden-to-market specialist is, is really looking at um, kind of that urban farming or that small farm uh, crop production. Um, that's really what uh, our people are going to be coming out of this, going to be expected to do. Um, our garden to market specialist is just a, a, a much better name for it because really nothing we do here in Wisconsin could be said as urban. Um, and small farm farming doesn't really send the message that we want, but the garden to market specialist, somebody who's going to come in and be prepared to grow many different types of crops 
and be prepared to take those to market and turn a profit and create a business plan out of this is really what our students are going to be able to do. So how did the idea to start a program that focuses on this as a career path, how did that even come about? We take all of the direction from our people in our community, um, advisory committee members, uh, people reaching out to us. Uh, But definitely as we uh, started to see things uh, prior to COVID, we started to see more people focusing on getting their food locally, locally grown food. And then uh, especially through COVID, once we started seeing a lot of the transportation issues, and obviously transportation is still in need of workers to uh, truck things all over the uh, country, we're starting to see a larger focus on people growing things and selling them and people buying them here locally to eliminate all that transportation need. That's Greg Krzyzewski, the Dean of the School of Agricultural Science, Utilities, and Transportation at North Central Technical College. Trevor Frank is also along with us. He's the instructor for the Garden to Market Specialist Program. And Trevor, why don't you tell us about the coursework for this technical degree? I understand it's a pretty hands-on program. So the Garden to Market Specialist Program is a spring start program for us, um, and students will be able to follow the life cycle of the plant. We do have a working campus farm here at NTC, so students will be in the classroom, but also, you know, in our greenhouse facility or out in the field, out in the garden spaces, um, actually doing hands-on work and and learning through visual hands-on type of experiences. And the coursework itself is, we we are offering a wide variety of courses. We have everything from designing and timing your garden to container gardening, to greenhouse operations. We have a uh, merchandising produce applications and greenhouse business management class. So as Greg alluded to, the the classes are really geared towards students learning how to grow vegetables and other crops, specialty crops, and then running a business. Maybe it's a greenhouse or their own farm stand. Are the students enrolling in this program, do they have farm background? How much agriculture experience do they already have? It it really varies. Uh, We are seeing less and less students coming to us that are from farms, but we are definitely excited whenever we do get a student who is from a farm. But we are seeing more and more people come just with that interest for agriculture, that that drive, that want to be working in agriculture, uh, but maybe don't have 100 acres that is going to be available to them uh, to buy or anything like that. So that's where this program really fits a great niche because you can still be highly involved in agriculture but just at a smaller scale and still make a great living off of that. Speaking of, what do you anticipate students will do with this training? What do career pathways look like as a garden-to-market specialist? Through the courses that we offer in the garden-to-market specialist program, we anticipate that our students may choose a variety of, of career paths, but the probably first and foremost one would be garden marketing. So whether they want to work with an existing farm uh, that's already doing this sort of thing or they want to start their own operation, they could also work in an orchard or a vineyard. They could work in a, a greenhouse or start their own greenhouse business. Uh, we do offer several greenhouse classes in this program. So any, any sort of jobs that are in the, the field of horticulture or, or um, even getting into crop science as well would be what we would anticipate students getting out into the workforce and doing. Courses are slated to start at the end of the month, but as enrollment numbers come in, how do the numbers look so far? So right now um, it's a new program, and typically when our new programs start, 
The first year is a little smaller because we're trying to get the word out about this, but our, our program can take up to 17 students. And right now we have a, a handful of students coming in. We'll, we'll run the classes for sure. So we're excited about that, getting it out and open. Um, and really that helps us, uh, that first group, uh, as we go through it, to be just really attentive to their needs and everything. But we expect this to continue to grow and to build uh, in the future and uh, add more sections as we go on. It's a very niche program, and I imagine it's pretty unique, too. Is there anything else like it in the state? Uh, you're exactly right. We do feel that this program is, is unique. Again, one of the things that makes the experience unique for students is that we do have a working campus farm here, and so students will be actually outside the classroom learning, and they'll follow the life cycle of the plant with the spring start. So we do feel it's pretty unique. Um, there are other programs in technical colleges that have certificates or diplomas that get close to this, a little bit horticulture-related, but the Garden to Market Specialist Program is definitely unique for us. I want to zoom out now and talk about the School of Agricultural Science as a whole. What is the appetite for egg classes amongst students? We're still seeing the same consistent number of students coming for our programs. We're not growing or we're not shrinking. That's really good because I think we're seeing a, a lot less of our high schools in our district they're seeing maybe smaller class sizes that are graduating. And the fact that we're holding our own as far as the student enrollment tells me that we're actually doing really good at this time. And especially with the economy being what it is, we're still seeing a lot of students coming here looking to better themselves by getting a degree um, in one of our many programs to go out and work in the agriculture industry. And our industry is definitely looking for our student graduates. So they're here continually working with us through job fairs and other opportunities to, to get in touch with our graduates and hire them. And our graduates are, are doing really well economically, for sure. I think we would have laughed at the idea of a garden-to-market specialist 10 or 15 years ago. But today it makes a whole lot of sense because of what we're seeing in the marketplace and consumer trends. I want to ask what else you've noticed that's changing in the egg industry that has NTC adjusting its classes or even its degree programs. So we've definitely seen a big push for technology. Everybody's looking for data, how to make sure they can make their margins work and still earn a profit as you know everything, you know, inputs and stuff like that are, are getting a lot more expensive. And so that's where really the college has always tried to try and stay in front of that. Um, so we've had a robot, a milking robot here for 11 years. We just upgraded here a little bit ago and, and changed our milking robot. Uh, we feed through a, a, a robot, and then we even have little manure Roombas, we call them, that run around after our cows and, and clean up in the barn. So staying in front of that technology and getting students comfortable with the technology, especially as we're seeing the price of some of that technology coming down, more and more farms are going into the robotic milking, more robotic feed pushers, or, or ours mixes and does everything for it. That technology is, is really a huge focus of what we're trying to do and how do we stay in front of that so the people in our industry can come see it here locally and see how, how we implement that in our farm. We talk so much about the workforce strains on farms and agribusinesses, but what about the folks teaching that next pipeline of workers? Greg, how is NTC doing on staff? So we uh, just posted for one position. We had a, a guy who had been here for 10 years, retire, and now we have a, a new person come in. Uh, we did have 
a few applicants. Um, they were all very qualified applicants, and so we're super excited about that. It did not seem like we were really short of uh, people applying for that right now. Um, in the past, sometimes we had seen a struggle of getting people, but I think maybe it's either people are more aware of what we do as a technical college system, or maybe people are just ready for a, a change in their their current roles, but uh, we haven't had an issue attracting people to the college. Great information. You know, those uh, garden-to-market um, is getting to be more of the trend, and to see the technical colleges meeting the need and getting the information out there. A new degree at North Central Technical College. We've got to get some more chores done, but we'll be hearing from Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock before too long. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And just as promised, I've got Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock on the line. You know, we keep talking about those flurries. Does it look like it flurried over your way at all? Uh, just real light, real light. Well, that's okay. It kind of freshens things up for me around here. There you go. All right. So what happened with our markets? Uh, thank you, Jill. Uh, good morning, everyone. This is uh, yesterday's uh, special monthly dairy heifer auction at Premier Shaped Up. Definitely heifers in very good demand, and they're definitely getting harder to find. Uh, we sold uh, 270 heifers. Uh, like I said, buyers from several state states participating in that auction. Uh, run was mostly open heifers and shortbreads. Most of the open heifers brought a dollar to a dollar fifty per pound. We sold open heifers up to eleven hundred and fifty dollars a piece, and the Holstein shortbreads from 950 to 1450 did not have a test on good springers today wednesday uh, we got our hay auction at 9 30 great selection of hay and bedding and then 11 o'clock a.m we got a big dairy cattle auction today we're expecting 275 head of dairy cattle we have over 125 fresh two-year-olds that are parlor freestall including 25 extreme fancy jersey holstein cross parlor freestall two and three-year-olds from kemper farms reputation deal there. Uh, we also have many registered uh, fresh ones today, Holsteins, uh, several nice red Holsteins, uh, plus several good tie stall cows, including a small dispersal. Uh, got some really nice registered Jersey cows, also got some really nice uh, uh, Jersey spring and heifers, plus a big selection of Holstein spring and heifers. Uh, like I said, quality is awesome today. Tremendous selection, full listings with pictures and videos on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com. Uh, don't forget, if you can't make the sale, you can give us a call. We do do order buying, and we do have online bidding through Cattle USA. You do need to pre-register for that, and then follow up with a call to our office, 715-229-2500. Uh, like I said, reminder, large machine Reaction coming up here March 24th, getting lots of consignments called in for that sale. Uh, if you do have larger equipment and you'd like a discount on your commission, you want to consign early, give us a call for that. And, uh, Joe, that's the way it shaped up. Sounds like there's an awful lot of good cattle going through the barns. There is, and I did forget to mention we got two dairy sales next week. We got uh, Wednesday, we got a herd of 50 Holsteins, 90 jerseys registered. Thursday, we got 415 head complete dispersal Holsteins jersey. Super nice stuff there. So, yeah, wow. very busy, very busy. Better warm up your microphone. Yep, there. we're ready to go, though. So. All righty. Well, thank you, Joe. Yep, have a great day. Do. And that was Rocky Olson from Premier Livestock. 
giving us an update, and boy, that barn must be just a hopping. We're going to be going over to our weather shortly. Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, it's weather time to hear from Mike Dandria, brought to you by Chili Implement. And I think uh, it's a little bit of a, you know, Chili Implement weather. That, that was clever. I, I like that. As someone who appreciates pun, I, puns, I can appreciate that one, Jill. <laughs> hey, sometimes it just falls into place for me. Hey, you know, that's all right. But uh, speaking of falling now, that's what our temperatures are going to do this weekend. Haha, <laughs> get it? Knee slapper. All right, but, uh, yeah, I'm not really slapping. That's all right. It's uh, That was a really bad joke anyways. <laughs> but uh, for today, I mean, no joke. It'll still be rather mild, but uh, we will have some chances periodically of some snow showers uh, throughout the day with our highs mostly into the low 30s. So very little change in the temperatures uh, for today. Mainly cloudy, and we may even have a few chances at some snow showers through the overnight as well with our lows dipping to the low teens. But that's when our winds start to pick up out of the north, and that's going to usher in some cooler temperatures for tomorrow. So likely uh, having our high temperature pretty early in the day tomorrow with our temperatures falling to the mid-teens by tomorrow afternoon and then into Thursday night, into Friday. That's where we'll have a, a clipper system moving through that will bring us a few chances at some snow showers again. But that's going to bring in the wake of it much, much cooler air. And while Friday will have a high that's into the low 30s, that'll be once again early in the day with those winds shifting out of the northwest. And that's going to bring much cooler air into about the low single digits for Friday night. And we hang out into the single digits through the weekend with our overnight lows well below zero, potentially into the double digits below zero. And we stay quiet, but mostly cloudy going into the middle of next week. And a fun fact about uh, this weekend with single digits on tap, the last time we actually were into the single digits for a high temperature was on Christmas Day. But otherwise, temperature of 29 degrees right now in a mainly cloudy sky with a few snow showers falling right now. Well, those flurries and those snow showers, maybe we'll try to warm up just a little bit higher than your single digits. Uh, I highly doubt that this weekend. We have that uh, we have that Arctic air that's moving in and... I don't think uh, I don't think Mother Nature's playing games with us here. Yeah, we'll take it as it comes and make sure those cattle are watered. Yep, and uh, you know, for what it's worth, we're turning the corner on winter. Our sunset's now after five o'clock, so we're yeah. getting there. I noticed it last night. I was out doing my chores, and I'm like, oh, "What's that yellow thing in the sky?" Yeah, it peeked its head out for a little bit. <laughs> I I rather enjoyed it. Yes, me too. <laughs> All right. Well, you have a great day. You too, Jill. And that was Mike Dandrio with our weather brought to us by Chili Implement. We're going to be hearing from Morgan shortly, but we need to get a few more chores done. And her news is going to be brought to us by Christensen Sales. The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And we've got Morgan in the house. And it's time to hear some news brought to us by Christensen Sales. Well, good morning. Here's what we're learning today. We'll start behind the podium. Maybe you watched the State of the State address real time and heard this. If not, a recap here with Governor Tony Evers saying that he proposes an increased shared revenues to local governments around Wisconsin. That was part of his address to the state last night. It sounded like this. I'm announcing tonight that I will work together on a budget provision that will send a total of up to 20% of the state's sales tax revenue 
back to our local communities for shared revenue. Beaver said the idea would mean an additional $500 million a year in new resources for local costs, including public safety, transportation, and health. It's not immediately clear how Republican lawmakers will react to that. Away from the political stage and in headlines that bring us closer to our area, an escaped inmate from St. Croix County is back behind bars. The sheriff's office in Hudson saying they found Brian Fern in Washington County, Minnesota yesterday after he had walked away from the jail earlier in the day, having special privileges and being allowed to leave. But after not coming back, new charges are likely coming against him. In some other headlines, it takes us to La Crosse, where there's a search for a long-missing woman in western Wisconsin. La Crosse police are asking for help in finding 37-year-old Jennifer Peterson, who investigators say her family hasn't heard from since September. She was living in La Crosse at the time. She may have moved. Pictures online, police asking anyone who knows anything about her whereabouts to please contact them. You can find more info online with a click at 715newsroom.com. Well, the gavel's dropped. A Rock County jury returns to find former Badger football player Marcus Randall L. guilty on all charges. Sounded like this from the courtroom yesterday with the judge in the case, Barbara McCrory, entering judgment before revoking Randall L.'s bond. I will enter judgment on the verdicts, finding Mr. Randall L. guilty of counts one, first degree intentional homicide, count two, first degree intentional homicide, count three, taking a vehicle without the owner's consent by use of force and count for possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. Prosecutors charged Randall L. with killing Sierra Winchester because he owed her $320 in drug money and also killing her friend Brittany McAdoroy as the two women were fatally shot in Janesville in February of 2020. Well, there's not an app for that, at least not on UW phones. With 715 Newsroom coverage, John DeMaster, talk to us about that TikTok ban when it comes to campuses. And if you drive a Bronco, you might want to listen up. Customers who have that Ford Bronco SUV, now you might be able to get a $2,500 credit. How? It's due to supply chain issues, and it's being offered to people whose SUV isn't yet being produced. They can use the credit for any other Ford product. A small number of people who signed a contract for a new Bronco in 2021 will get an additional $2,500 to order a Bronco without the Sasquatch, Hardtop, or Lux package. Customers have until March the 7th to decide. I'm Mark Mayfield. And away from the Bronco, and how about into the barn? More of a tractor, maybe a Kubota or a skid steer situation. We take you back with Jill Welke in the Midwest Farm Show on Wax 104.5. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. Well, we've been awfully busy this morning getting the chores done, but I'd like to read one of my news articles. Wisconsin egg production. I know that's talked about an awful lot around here, but the production in December was 149 million eggs. That's up 4% from last month, but down 19% from last year, according to the latest Chickens and Eggs report from the USDA's National Agricultural Statistics Service. The average number of all layers on hand in Wisconsin during December 2022 was just over 5.7 million, up slightly from last month, but down 21% when compared to December 2021. Nationally, egg production totaled just over 9 billion eggs in December. That's down 6% from last year. The total number of layers in the U.S. during the December 2022 averaged 374 million birds. That's down 5% from last year. Iowa leads the nation in egg production with over 40 million layers, producing over a billion eggs in December. Indiana and Ohio were the second and third top egg-producing states in December. Wisconsin was ranked 19th in egg production in the nation in December. And that's 
just a little look at our farm news. We better get through some more chores before we head on over to Altoona Equity. For those who work in acres, not in hours, Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. We're at quarter to five and here at Wax 104.5, it's 29 degrees out there with not a lot of movement on our temperature today with a chance of some flurries. And it's time to hear from Jim Lindsay and Equity Altoona. Choice beef steers and heifers $1.25 to $1.52. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers $1.25 to $1.50. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers $1.37 to $1.47. We did have an extreme top of $1.60 in a high yielding prime steer. Choice Holstein steers $1.25 to $1.36. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers $1.24 and down. Top 20% of the cow cows sold from 70 to 87. We had a top of 91 and a half. 60% of the cows sold from 57 to 69. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 56 and down. On organic market on Tuesday, 80% of the organic cows sold from 85 to $1.15. The bottom 20% of the organic cows sold from 84 and down. Cold bulls sold from 70 to $1. Thin full horn and lightweight bulls all discounted. 80% of the 95 pound and up Holstein bull calves sold from 60 to $165 per head. Light pork quality calves sold from $50 per head and down. Quality beef calves sold from $140 to $350 per head. Here are prices for fancy vaccinated feeder cattle from our last sale, which was held here on January 20th. Three to six hundred pound beef steers a dollar thirty five to a dollar ninety six. Six to nine hundred pound beef steers a dollar thirty to a dollar eighty nine. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers a dollar twenty five to a dollar eighty. Six to nine hundred pound beef heifers a dollar twenty to a dollar fifty nine. Three to six hundred pound Holstein steers were ninety to a dollar forty eight. Six to nine hundred pound Holstein steers were eighty to a dollar thirty. Our next special feeder sale is Friday, February 3rd. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104. To check out our early consignments, go to the Equity Livestock Market Consignment page and click on the Altoona Market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day. The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. <clears throat> well, as <coughs> promised, we've got Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford on the line and ready to tell us what happened with the markets. I'll do that, Jill, and a very good morning to you. And everyone out there, and this is a summary from yesterday, Tuesday here at Equity Stratford. Uh, we'll start out with the organic market yesterday. Very, very strong on the organic cows yesterday. High yielding, uh, good quality certified organic cows yesterday selling from 120 all the way to 136. The lower yielding organic cows 115 and down. Now the uh, conventional cows, of course, not nearly that high, but, uh, high yielding Holstein cows in yesterday's auction were selling from 77 to 85. Most of the cows this week selling between uh, 57 and 77. And your cows like carcass cows below 55. On the fed cattle trade, choice grading Holstein steers, uh, mostly from 128 to 141. Select cattle, uh, 122 and below. And we'll be having more updates on fed cattle uh, as we sell quite a few of those today here on Wednesday. On the bull trade this week, uh, uh, better quality bulls are selling from 85 to 99. Lighter weight bulls, 83 and down. Calf market so far this week, good quality Holstein bull calves selling mostly from 100 to 200. A lot of bull calves on Monday from 200 up to a top at 245. Upper calves, 70 and below. Beef calves, uh, strong 175 to 300. Again, a lot of beef calves on Monday 
from 300 up to 380. And uh, we've got a busy marketing day here in Stratford, uh, full marketing day, of course. We get started here this morning with uh, conventional market cows, fed cattle, as I mentioned, sheep, hogs, and goats. Our feeder cattle sale today will be 1230. Uh, folks, we've got a lot of a lot of good quality feeder cattle for you today, uh, pulling several consignments from good quality black Angus, heifers, and steers. Also, Hereford, uh, we do have part of the sale today. Also, will be open holstein heifers. Uh, and we have a large, large consignment of started, uh, started calves. There's also on a monkey around the baby calves. We have the consignment of start bull calves. Um, fully weaned, they're going to weigh from about 140 up to 180 pounds. So, we have a large consignment of those. So, uh, nice run of feeder cattle sale today, and that sale will start at 1230. Well, Jill, that's what we have this morning from Stratford. We'll be back here tomorrow morning how things are going today and uh well one more day off with but uh and the sort of gonna get cold next week isn't it it is but we are gaining on our time for our light time about two minutes a day yeah yeah and uh there was that great big uh, thing in the sky that came out yesterday did you happen to notice that or i did it was out when i was doing my chores so i was like oh this is nice i could see all my cows <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, anyway, we'll see what happens today. Jill, you enjoy the day, and we'll, like I said, we'll talk to you tomorrow morning. Absolutely. And that was Jerry Fitzgerald from Equity Stratford. We better get a little bit more chores done, and we're going to be doing one more round of markets. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. And here's our one last look at the markets. Chicago Board of Trade. Corn for March is at 680, up three cents. Oats. 374 down a fraction. Soybeans for March 1484 down three and a half cents. Soybean meals at $460 a ton up a fraction. With wheat for March at 845 up 11 and a half cents. And our country elevator prices. Wheat and grain, Chippewa Falls location 626 for corn and 1425 for soybeans. At the Connorsville location 626 and 1420. Golden Plump and Arcadia 652 for their corn. Baldwin, 632 and 1413. Duran, 628 for corn and 1408 for soybeans. Mondovi, 632 and 1413. Elmwood, 632 for corn and 1418 for soybeans. Fall Creek, 619 and 1393. Osseo, 637 for corn and 1418 for soybeans. Elk Mound, 628 and 1419. Sparta, 625 and 1407. Ellsworth, 608 and 1363 for beans. And Northside Elevator, Loyal Location, 626 for corn and 1414 for soybeans. Arcadia, Location 645 for corn and 1416 for soybeans at our ethanol plants. Boyceville 650, Stanley 642 for corn and New Richmond 639. And rolling on over to our dairy markets for barrel cheese 166 and a half down a half. 40 pound blocks 198 and three quarters down a quarter. Gray double A butter 226 and three quarters down one and a half. And our class three milk futures for January 1943 down a nickel. February 1861 down six cents. March down seven cents to 1821. And April down seven cents to 1851. And that's a look at our markets. 
We're going to be taking one last look at our weather today. High of 30 with a chance of scattered snow showers. Tonight, 17. Tomorrow, 20. Tomorrow night, 10. Friday, 30. Breezy with snow likely. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, the temperature falls out. And a high is only in the single digits. Time to bundle up again. And that's what I have for you for the Wax 104.5 Farm Show. Remember, take care of yourself and take care of each other. We're going to wrap up with a few more chores and have a great day. You've been listening to the Midwest Farm Report. Available at WaxRadio.com in its entirety every day. Brought to you in part by Bluff Country Feed and Seed in Montovi. And the Chilson family of brand dealerships, Chippewa Falls and Kadok. On-demand content at WaxRadio.com.